when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. No is a beautiful word. People ask, you know what? They text, I-Y-K-Y-K, which means if you know, you know. No can also be a derivative of knowledge. No is a two-way street, when it comes to marketing especially. You want people to know about you and your business. You may also want to know who knows about you and your business. Knowing who knows is almost like the old Abbott and Costello bit, who's on first, or what came first, the chicken or the egg. So today I want to define know as outbound or inbound knowledge. Business requires customers. The best way to get customers is through advertising, or at least that's a common philosophy. In the business-to-business world and the relational marketing realm, it's about who knows you and who knows them. It's kind of like a game of Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, which is the concept that demonstrates the interconnectedness of people in the entertainment industry based on their association with the famous actor Kevin Bacon. It stems from Six Degrees of Separation, which is the idea that any two people on Earth are six or fewer acquaintances or links apart. For example, Jennifer Lawrence was in X-Men First Class with Kevin Bacon. She also has a Bacon number of one. Samuel L. Jackson, who is in Movie A with Actor B, who is in Movie C with Kevin Bacon, given Jackson a Bacon number of three. What matters to you and your business should be those level ones and twos. You know somebody, and that somebody is connected with people. What matters is which of those people could be prospective customers. That is what we typically call a referral. The biggest difference between consumer and B2B tactics is that consumers want to attract many level one connections that could become customers. In the B2B world, we want fewer people, but one with better connections to prospects. So someone who could be seen as a competitor could be a referral source when a prospect may or may not be a good fit for them, but could be a perfect fit for you. It only makes sense that this has to be a two-way street to be effective. So you can be a competitor and a power partner who reciprocates with referrals and rewards. If you offer each other referrals, That is the best win-win scenario. If you don't or can't, 
You can share rewards like gifts, a finder's fee, or sometimes even project profits. Just because somebody becomes aware of your business or gets to know that you exist does not guarantee that they will remember you a week, a month, or a year from now. That means you have to remind them that you are there and that you're still relevant. This is what I call the outbound no. This is where your current, past, and prospective customers are reminded that you are still out there. It also should include vendors, power partners, and other potential referral sources. Basic logic says that just because someone knows you exist does not mean it stops there. You have to remind them why they paid attention in the first place. Again, consumer tactics turn to advertising to keep reminding them. But in B2B, you can create smaller, more cost-effective closed-loop systems. This is where email and social media come into play. You can find a way to connect with them or get them to connect with you. So, if and when you have something to say, there is a chance that they will see it and be reminded of what interested them in you in the first place. As I mentioned, there are three kinds of marketing, awareness, education, and sales. Awareness is about being top of mind. With awareness marketing, your goal isn't to inform, educate, or convince. It's about raising your hand and saying, hey, we're still here. With that being said, there are many ways to create awareness. It can be done personally or as a business. It can be done as a member of a community or an advocacy group. The point is to keep it short, to the point, and it can come in the form of an image, text message, or even a simple hashtag. I post images as myself. It could be golfing at a local business meeting or anything that makes me and us human. As a business, I post motivational quotes or even topics from my training and presentations called Baconisms. These are in the form of quotes. Although they may have a link for more info, they rarely have a call to action. It's meant to be simple, consumable, and appeal to the average goldfish's attention span of 8 seconds or less. Creating awareness requires two things having something to say, and having someone to say it to. To get those people to pay attention to your message, your message has to be relevant. Not every message will be relevant to everyone. So, you have to have multiple messages that will resonate with your multiple audiences. Hence, why I recommend having a mix of business and personal awareness posts. Posts about golf will be relatable to a limited audience. Motivational quotes will have a connection with another group. They may be the exact right post at the right time for some and just noise for others on another day. It's somewhat random, yet it's a culmination of relevance to your entire audience. To reach that audience, you have to be hanging out where they are and be willing to be present and active regularly. That means creating connections, 
And a connection could be in the form of a LinkedIn connection request or a friend request on Facebook, Instagram, or whatever platform your audience is active. It could be on any or all of them at the same time. People may see a post on both Facebook and LinkedIn. They may become aware of the post on Facebook, but only engage with it on LinkedIn after they've seen it for the second time. The obligation is on you to connect with those who you know have come to know you. That does not mean that everyone you try to connect with will reciprocate, but it's up to you to try. Another way of connecting is via email or text. You can add them to a list, but make it clear that you've added them and allow them to remove that connection if they don't want it. Awareness does not include annoying people into submission. The best way to add people is to entice them to subscribe themselves or get them to connect via social media first. As I said, this is a two-way street. They can send you messages, post things that you may not find relevant, and maybe even try to annoy you into submission. So, you have to have some patience with your connections if you expect them to want to stay connected with you. The final thing I think you should be aware of with awareness is that your audience will change and evolve. It's in your best interest to focus on who is relevant today and prune that list as your business and messages evolve. In B2B marketing, I call the group you're trying to reach your tribe. We'll discuss this in a later chapter, but one point you need to know up front is that a tribe contains around 150 people. When you post to social media, it doesn't matter whether you have 100, 1,000, or 10,000 connections. Algorithms limit who sees your content. I have found that only around 150 people ever see most of your posts. That affects the number of connections you need to maintain. I found the optimum number of emails, connections, or whatever metric you choose should be around 1,500 people. Then you can narrow it down to your VIPs, to around your top 150 people. This is where having a strategy to capture those people in a CRM, email system, and more intersect. We'll cover this in more detail in the future. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon.